back to the Free Thought Project podcast. My name is Jason Bassler, and joining me today is the Free Thought Project Editor-in-Chief, Matt Agarist. We have an exciting podcast for you all today. We'll be talking to Stephen Ruth, who will be joining us from the halls of the Arthur Cromarty Courthouse shortly before he goes into court to speak to a judge about his ongoing case. Mr. Ruth has been nicknamed Red Light Robin Hood. He is an activist, civil disobedience outlaw, and proponent of nationwide removal of red light cameras. We've been covering his story since 2015 when we first reported on him making a video showing how to disable traffic cameras. Residents think he's a hero, while governments think he's a nuisance and a villain. He has risked years in jail destroying these red light cameras, which he believes are unconstitutional, dangerous, and ultimately only about revenue generation, not safety. He has drawn attention to himself after local news covered his story And now he is being unfairly targeted by politicians and local governments. We are really excited to hear the full extent of his story today. But before we get started, I'd just like to remind everyone to rate, review, and share this podcast. As most of you know, we've been hit pretty hard by the censorship stick over the past couple years, and we need all the help we can get from our supporters. So please take a moment to rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. notice that all the wires to this camera cut. The reason I cut these wires is because the lights are timed at three seconds just to trick people into getting into tickets. They, the county doesn't care how many people get into accidents involving death as long as they get their trickery money. Bottom Do you line, cut these wires? Yes, I did in order to save lives. Furthermore, none of the traffic signals or cameras are signed off on by a licensed engineer. Apparently, they can't find a licensed engineer willing to put his signature on any of this because they're afraid of the liability. So that means that every single intersection in the county has no responsible charge for any misconduct or engineering malpractice. This is what's going on in our county. Every single traffic light intersection with a camera is in illegal operation with no signatures of licensed engineers. I just want to get a shot of what you say you did here. So those wires are what? They control the camera? Well, they did. How do you know? Because I, when we cut them, the camera wasn't taking pictures anymore and flashing and flashing and flashing like they usually do, regardless if there's an infraction. I will. This is where I, this is how I look at it. At this point, they never caught me doing anything. We caught them manipulating our, our traffic signals to steal our money, just like they did in Chicago and like they do in other parts of the world. They manipulate the traffic signals to get to our pockets. And uh, basically what I did is I gave the county a punch in the nose and embarrassed them by exposing what they were doing, how they got the two boys killed in separate accidents in Miller Place. And I exposed how some of the intersections actually skyrocketed to over a thousand percent increase in accidents. But you can't have a thousand percent increase in accidents without traffic signal manipulation for revenue. It just, it's impossible. You can't call it an anomaly. So it's not an anomaly. It was done purposely. They, manip- they manipulated the traffic signals for revenue and took out the safety factor just to get to our money. 
I understand it. They got caught. They got embarrassed. And now they want to try and, you know, hurt me for embarrassing them. The fact of the matter is they never caught me doing anything. I caught them. This is the only way a civilian can hold government accountable is by basically uh, civil disobedience. And the problem and the reason why we have such uh, blatant corruption in government where they're willing to sacrifice our safety for revenue is because of civil obedience. It's that civil obedience that gives government the confidence that they have to do whatever they want to steal from us. And, and that's really what it boils down to. We have multiple children were killed. They refused to analyze the pedestrian deaths and the bicyclist accidents, the pedestrian accidents and the bicyclist accidents in red light camera intersections. They won't analyze it because there's been too many killed. They killed too many people with their, with their antics of manipulating the yellow light time for revenue. And uh, police officers went and testified to it three or four times in front of the county legislature. And basically, they've given up hope. The police officers know it's a corrupt legislature, and it doesn't matter what, whether it's Republican or Democrat, these politicians are owned by the deep state, and the deep state being the corporations in which they partnership with. Um, and basically, what I'm doing here is basically settling my case, and um, today's the last day of our restitution hearing, where they decide how much money they want me to pay back in damages. The uh, camera company says that I owe them $85,000. However, they refuse to come to court. They're not even asking for the money. As a matter of fact, there's no complaining witness. There's no complaining. There's no, there's no victim to my crime because they can't get anybody from Xerox to come to court and say they actually want any money from me. So this is just Suffolk County trying to hurt me to encourage other people or discourage other people from doing what I did. So... Basically, wow. that's that, all I didn't, know, that. I didn't realize that the red light company wasn't coming after it. It wasn't even, um, wasn't even trying to. No, they won't. Yeah, they have no complaint in the case. So, so you're going to court no. right now for uh, you were charged back in 2016 with like several felonies and uh, misdemeanors, right? With like criminal mischief for cutting these uh, wires yeah, to these 18 traffic cameras, right? Yeah. Right now, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be reduced to a uh, a misdemeanor with one year probation, which I already did the one year probation. So now they're just talking about restitution of eighty five thousand dollars. So I brought my electrician to court, who I had as a uh, expert witness, and they disqualified him, saying that he doesn't have enough union work experience. However, he's been in the business since he's like twelve years old, and now he's fifty two years old, and he's a licensed master electrician licensed in this county and he's installed thousands of cameras he's like i said a master electrician that runs his own company for many 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 years and they disqualified him from being a witness because he was about to show the padding of the bill how they're padding the bill to, to convenience themselves and make it make it look like i should have to pay back eighty five thousand. but through emails corresponding with Xerox and the company that was contracted to do the, the uh, maintenance on the cameras, we showed that they were, Xerox sent an email to the company that's uh, called Hink Electric, required to do the maintenance on the cameras. They have the contract. They asked Hink Electric to repair the cameras, and they sent the email at 7 o'clock at night on whatever date it was, and by 10 o'clock the next morning, Hink Electric sent an email back to Xerox saying we already fixed two cameras. So if you're fixing cameras that fast, then 
How are you asking for $85,000? Not to mention, I only cut cable lines, coax cable. Coax cable is dirt cheap, and it's very, very simple to splice. Right. So why are you asking for $85,000? They're saying that they needed bucket trucks to repair this work. That's not true. They didn't need bucket trucks. And not to mention, they're trying to charge me 20000 for the use of their bucket trucks, which they already owned. Yeah. So wow. we came across... Tremendous padding of the bills. Hopefully my judge sees right through it. He's going to reserve his decision to probably send his decision to us by mail. And um, my lawyers have really, really been um, on my side with this state. They've really taken it to heart. They've never asked me for a nickel. They've always looked at it as what it was, uh, a fight for the people and a constitutional issue to to, to defend our safety and freedom and our, our constitutional rights. To due process, face your accuser. Um, right. To illegal That's, search for those. <clears throat> let me let me stop you right there, real quick. For those who don't know, um, these red light cameras are not just a danger, like increasing accidents, but they also they eliminate our do, our right to due process by not letting you face your accuser. So they just immediately take a picture, send you the guilt is assumed. They send you the ticket in the mail, and if you don't pay that ticket, then you get arrested. You don't have any due process. They tried to circum or tried to you know correct that by saying that you could go fight these in these courts and stuff like that, but oftentimes they don't show up. I mean, I did this personally. I've I've fought uh, red light cameras here in um, in Louisiana, and we actually successfully had them removed from our town because of the unconstitutional nature of them. And so it's 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 just it's so hypocritical that these people want you to pay eighty five thousand dollars. What about the family of John Luke or or Warren? Um, Karsten Dick, the, the two people that were killed <clears throat> in your town um, because of these red light cameras. Well, yeah, Warren Karsten Dick, he was one of them. However, John Luke was a separate incident, and also Nico Signori was killed in that same intersection. That same intersection that we're talking about in Miller Place, where John Luke and Nico Signori were killed, the two boys in separate accidents. Right. They knew that this was going to happen because I told them it was going to happen. The camera was a block or two away from the high school, and... They, they had it so where if you press the walk button to cross the road, they gave the, the cars the turning signal at the same time with a red light camera behind them. So people were speeding through the intersection at the same time kids were given the walk signal. So they knew that this was going to happen. These people are evil people, very evil people, because I depicted this in front of them countless times on camera and put it on Facebook. So what they did after it happened, and I resu- after the kids got killed and so forth, what I did is I resubmitted the videos of me warning them of this. What that created was $200,000 in code violations against my business because I'm a landlord, a builder, and a broker. So what they did is they attacked my business for embarrassing them. Like I said, this was a punch in the face to embarrass them for what they were doing because they never caught me. I called CBS and I showed CBS what I did. And the police have been behind me 100%. So what they did is they decided to attack my business with code violations and even went as far as to lock me up for one of my permits expiring for solar panels on my roof. So this is the type of government we live in. And the reason why it's gotten so far and the reason why the government is so aggressive and so willing to do things like this is because of civil 
obedience. And that's exactly why you have these vaccination mandates. When they saw what happened and how the community laid down after I showed them how accidents increased in that intersection over 723%, excluding the two boys who were killed, it was a 723% increase in accidents. And there's still the cameras that have never been removed from that intersection. The local legislator in that area, her name is Sarah Anker, never asked for those cameras to be removed. The community never demanded for those cameras to be removed after they killed the two boys. And government sees that as as pathetic obedience. And now they were like, okay, you're going to be obedient? No problem. Now you have these vaccination mandates. Now you have more uh, aggressive government because you have such civil obedience where they kill your children via traffic light manipulation for revenue. Police officers come out and they testify to it and the community does not back the police. But they say, oh yeah, back to blue, back to blue. But they don't. They don't even back to blue when the blue has their back. It's pathetic. Yeah, they even. Well, it's not, um, it's they, not often. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, they even uh, found that uh, every the, the government themselves found that every light with a traffic camera was uh, had the yellow light shortened. They know that they're shortened, and they know that it's a danger. They 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 claim that the red, the yellow lights are supposed to last three seconds for like the optimal safety ratings, but. Uh, the study by AAA in New York um, found that every traffic camera with a, a red light, I mean, every traffic intersection a light with a camera on it had the yellow light shorter than three seconds. So they, they even, they, right. they know, like they're, they, they know that they're making this a dangerous situation to increase revenue. And they seems like they couldn't care less, you know, and these people are, these right. people are actual criminals, you know, they, the, some, several of these CEOs for red flex and such have gone to prison. You know they've done significant Absolutely. jail time for bribing all these officials. To, yeah, to get to get the cameras in there. You know, and it is. And this, the fact it is that the, no engineers. Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. The fact that no engineers have taken responsibility for these intersections, that there's no signature and stamp of a professional engineer, leaves nobody to hold accountable accountable for this the traffic light manipulation. Right. So it's it's just a disgrace. It's a disgrace, and the fact that the public let it happen, the public didn't do anything. <laughs> the public never stood behind me. Matter of fact, when I walk into the courthouse right now, where I am, there'll probably only be five or six people here in support of me. Like I said all along, if 150 or 250 people showed up, they would have thrown this out a long time ago. These cameras would have been gone, and they're firing all these liens against people through electronically with no. There's no justification for these liens in the county clerk's office. So they put liens against all these people for red light camera tickets. And when they go to buy or sell a property or buy or sell a car or something like that, they can't do it through through the county clerk's office without these liens being paid. And now it's, it's become like millions and millions and millions of dollars of illegal liens being placed upon people where they have no idea who was driving the vehicle because it's only the license plate they're photographing. Yeah, exactly. And it's all we, had, we had several instances like file. that. We we had several instances like that down here where the uh, like the the son or the mother or the father would be driving the car and and then they would give the ticket to whoever owned the car. Yeah, and so that's what happened down here. The reason that we got rid of our red light cameras was because people we weren't obedient. We uh, the red flags had like a less than fifty percent payment um, on these on these these tickets, so they. We were we like starved them, you know. They weren't they weren't making any money, so they had to pull out. The, they pulled out all the cameras in town, and uh, people were actually. We had a big resistance down here. People were actually like spray painting the 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 vans that they would park around, you know, or putting blocking their view and putting something over the windshield. 
and uh, eventually they had to leave, you know. So that's what that's what's sad, man. You, we, the people do have the power, and all we have to do is disobey these lo- these these bullshit, you know, um, cameras and not pay these tickets. And then, they, you know, if enough people do it, if only one or two people do it, then they're going to come after those two people, you know. But if the more people Absolutely. that do it, you know, the more people that disobey bad laws, the be- you know, the better chance that we have of uh, beating it. Like there was a there was a congressman. Right. Um, who made like a viral video? We covered it a few years back where he he was right, uh, he, he was lit his, his, ticket. red ca- his tickets on fire and told all of those you know constituents not to pay their tickets. That's the type of thing that needs to happen to beat these guys. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about corporations worth billions of dollars. Matter of fact, what I brought to court with me today is uh, articles about Xerox being fined in the past. Two billion, uh, well, just tens of millions of dollars. But this is one of the articles says Xerox was involved in a two billion dollar scandal where they admit that they admit that they were exaggerating their revenue, and um, they're just being fined constantly. One point one million for incorrupt, uh, incorrect consumer information sent to credit reporting agencies. Just tens of millions of dollars in fines that Xerox has incurred for bad business practices and unethical business, and. Meanwhile, the county's coming after me on behalf of this dirtbag corporation, which Xerox is. And Xerox Conduit, Conduit is the country, uh, company that they call themselves now. They do, they do business under Conduit. Conduit. Conduit is nothing more than a debt collector that collects tolls and student loan debt for, for the local municipalities like government and, and so forth. And Conduit has already incurred over $10 million in fines by now as well. And they've only been open probably about three years because of uh, bad credit reporting. And the credit reporting agencies have already been ordering these red light camera companies to stop reporting to, to the credit bureaus uh, um, non-payment of red light camera tickets because they know that these 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 tickets are illegal because of the fact that we do not have contractual obligations to Xerox or Conduit. We have not agreed to enter any contract with them, and our lack of payment is because we have not entered into a contract. We're not obligated to pay them anything, and we're only supposed to get credit uh, negative reports against us for not honoring contractual obligations. And exactly. this is what it's, it's coming down to. And you can actually you can actually dispute that if, like, they do put this against your credit. You know, if you don't pay these red light cameras, they, they report you to a credit uh, agency. But then all you have to do is call the credit agency and dispute it because you never did enter a contract. You never agreed to pay Xerox anything or Redflex anything. And them claiming that you owe them money is not is not legal. You know, it's it's so they you could just get that removed from your credit. I mean, that's how it was for me. That's we I successfully removed. Over, you know, I was in the newspaper down here for for driving through red lights and flicking them off, and uh, you know, and and just to, I mean, to just to, to get the attention and show them that like I'm not paying any of these tickets, you know, and um, and yeah, and so all you have to do is is just not pay them, and then you can go to your credit reporting agency and tell and dispute that, and it comes right off of your credit because they you you never entered into a contract with Xerox or Red Flex to agree to pay them anything. They have no, they're getting your social security number from the government. You know, you're not, you, you didn't contract with them at all. Right, and you know what they had, I think they had thousands of accounts um, that, were, that were exposed, I don't, I don't know what the word would be, but they were, they were breached, and they had to, they, they exposed a lot of people's credit information, and that's just it. They're, Government is giving out our credit information to this company, and this company is not protecting us from, um, I guess it would be, uh, I don't know what it is, but they, 
what they call it, but when you when your credit gets breached, informational security breach. Yeah, it's an informational security breach, and we're not being protected. We're actually being we're being uh, put at risk by government giving our our information out to Xerox, who then goes and reports it to credit bureau credit bureaus. It's we're just being conspired against on multiple levels, and, and nobody seems to care. Yeah, um, I go down to the town, I go down to yeah, I go down to the to the local uh, town on tax day, and I see people running in, or days, even a week before taxes are due, people are running in to pay their taxes, like they're happy to be paying their taxes, they're happy to be paying their bills. Is there really that much money out there to be thrown away to these illegal companies that are just be, being set up to steal from us? It's mind-boggling what America's come to. And it's not just America, they're doing the same thing in Australia. They're doing the same thing everywhere that nobody stands up for them. I was actually just about to touch on that. Um, you know, taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, I think the reason why your story fascinates me so much, Stephen, is because it kind of highlights how dangerous roads are in this country. Um, generally, on average, 40,000 people die on the roads every year. And comparing that to an event like 9-11, where 2,977 people were killed, uh, it, those numbers are mind-blowing, yet there's really no talk um, no outcry about that statistic, you know, the 40,000 people who die on these public roads every year. And it's basically because the government has little to no incentive to actually improve the safety on the roads, uh, unlike what the market would produce if the market was allowed to build roads. Um, and they've actually done studies in, like, European cities um, like Amsterdam when the lights actually all went out. And uh, I think another city was Portishead where drivers actually started to drive more respectfully, more safely, because when the lights go out, it's not this competition anymore. It's not, I have to get through this yellow light as fast as I can to get to the next place I'm going. People are actually a little more mindful. They don't see each other as obstacles. They're actually other drivers that they have to be careful for and, and kind of look out for. So to me, this story really resonates because it just highlights how bad our roads are in this whole system of a total mess, and as you're as if you pointed out, you know they could be manipulated, and it all basically comes down to revenue generation. Absolutely, I'm walking into the courthouse right now, so uh, I have to get off the phone. But uh, you know, I appreciate you guys doing the interview. It's very important that the public knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, man. Uh, good luck in there. I hope they throw all this out, man. Let us know what happens, and we'll uh, you know we'll we'll put out that information, and, and hopefully it's a victory. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your support, guys. All right, Good luck in there, care, my man. friend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Well, there goes, uh, you know, one of our personal heroes here at the Free Thought Project, uh, Stephen Ruth. He's, this guy has, uh, has put a target on his back to make a statement and a justice statement at that. He's standing up against the unconstitutional nature of these red light cameras. And he's, you know, he's risking his freedom to, to save people from these, you know, like he said, a 734% increase in accidents at these red light cameras. These, these, there were, children were killed at these intersections because they've manipulated the yellow lights, which encourages people to speed through them and just so they could, you know, to, so they could write a ticket for them. This is, this is the government, like, literally killing people to, to, to create revenue with this private uh, business, you know, this is... This is fascism. This is the mixture of corporate and state that they're using to like to extract revenue from the citizens. You know, 
And only through actions like what Stephen Ruth is doing can we stop this shit. You know, like we. So there's been there's been successful stories all over the country. I know that uh, what in in Ruthtown, you know, it's it's in Long Island. It's uh, it, he's been facing an uphill battle. They have those people are addicted to these to the revenue generated by these cameras, and they generate tens of millions of dollars annually over there. So they're having a real a real hard fight, and the people are. Not, they could they couldn't care less apparently they 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 have no problem being extracted you know having their or extorted by these by this private company so he's 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 like a lone ranger over there but there's been other instances in in country in towns all over like even here where i live we we beat out our we beat out red flex by simply everybody refused to pay them and and so they you know we kind of starved them and shortly after that the the red flex the the ceo of red flex was given um a 14-month prison sentence because they were bribing all these politicians to to extort their their citizens with uh, by installing these red light cameras, and the, like the we the 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 towns like this is how it works. You, the red flex doesn't pay for these cameras; they charge the governments money to install these cameras. So the taxpayers pay for these cameras to be put in, and then the taxpayers are the ones being ticketed by these cameras. It's the most corrupt thing i mean that, that that people accept you know and once you stop accepting that once you disobey and refuse to pay these things that's how you win and another another instance out of ohio um several attorneys got together and they filed a class action lawsuit on behalf of the citizens who received these red light camera tickets but based on the unconstitutional nature because <clears throat> it removes due process and demands you pay them without giving you your day in court so they actually successfully sued uh, Opto Traffic, another one of these freaking um, red light camera companies. And the not only did they remove the red light cameras, but it, it forced Opto Traffic to repay all the citizens the fines that they had taken. So the, the Opto Traffic had to pay back citizens the, like over $3 million that they had taken from them over a, a two-year period. So that that's how this, this wins. You know, we can... It, it, you know, in, in Long Island, like I said, it's it's an uphill battle for Ruth. But if he had any other support, like like these other towns had, then you know, then we could beat that, and and we could get these companies out, and and you know, go back and get re- restore the due process, and 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 force this change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it speaks volumes that they're throwing the book at Mr. Ruth. You know, it, it's totally excessive. They're they're padding these bills. They're fabricating. Uh, information to continue to to demonize him and make him look like a criminal. They're even targeting his his business now. So it goes to show, like Matt was just saying, you know, we have power in numbers. The more of us who get involved with these issues, even if it's not direct civil disobedience, just actually supporting the people who are brave enough to put themselves in that situation, it would show a lot to local governments, federal governments, and I believe that the more people that do stand up, the less they're going to have incentive to continue to try to extort us through these means. And, uh, you know, people always say, well, what about the roads? You know, whenever they hear about, you know, life without government, that's usually the first thing people talk about, you know. And it, to me, I, it makes me pull my hair out because here I am sitting in traffic, you know, going from point A to point B. And here we are talking to Stephen Ruth, who's gone in depth to actually figure out how much damage people have, have had, uh, you know, loved ones killed, 
uh, friends and family who've passed away because of this manipulation for revenue generation. So to me, when we say, you know, status say, what about the roads? It's just complete ignorance coming out of their mouth because if there was actually private businesses who are able to compete, build safer roads, there would actually be more incentive and that would be a hell of an improvement. You know, like I was mentioning just a few minutes ago, 9-11, you know, obviously it was a tragedy, but, you know, comparatively speaking to the amount of people who die on roads every year, it barely scratches the surface. So why don't we focus on the roads? Why are people so convinced that government are the only people who know how to build roads or con- continue to maintain safety um, likes, you know, using traffic signals and stuff. But unfortunately, you know, most people are too distracted. They're too apathetic. Uh, they're too ignorant to actually even think about <clears throat> these issues outside of what they've been programmed and socially engineered to think, uh, mostly due to public schooling. So I commend Stephen Ruth. You know, I, like you said, Matt, he is definitely a hero. The more people who know about him and support him, I think the better, uh, you know, he's, he's got a tough fight ahead of him. He's not backing down whatsoever. And to me, that makes him a hero. Right. He, he, he was facing before, um, you know, he, he was able to successfully fight those charges. He was facing decades, decades in prison for doing what he did. And, and he was willing to do that. You know, he, he, he didn't hide who he was. He, he knew that he was just in his actions of going and cutting these cables to these red light cameras because he was trying to save lives. You know, the, the, the New York uh, Department of Transportation claims that, you know, they need to, to, for the optimal safety, you have to have at least a, a three-second yellow light. And they claim that all their yellow lights are three seconds. But a, a study by AAA showed that every light with a red light camera on it was shorter than three seconds. You know, they, they, they deliberately shorten these red lights knowing that it's a danger and that it causes accidents just so they can catch people speeding e- or going through them easier and write them a ticket to generate revenue. They, are, they could care less about the, the, the lives that are ended because of these wrecks that happen at these intersections because they're generating you know, $28 million a year with these red light cameras. You know, touching back on that, that story about Ohio that you had, had mentioned, you know, it looks like it was a, actually a group of lawyers who got together and were the ones who really started to make that push. And, you know, activism comes in all shapes and forms. You know, you don't just have to be a person on this you know, side of the street with a, a billboard trying to make change. You know, if anything, a lot of times activist lawyers are the people who instigate this type of change. So the more we could do to get it on their radar, we need to, yeah, have more people who are brave enough to do this type of work and to cause and to raise this type of awareness. Exactly, man. I remember when we interviewed uh, Ruth back in 2016, we asked him why he did that. And um, he said his children, his child inspired him. It's it's pretty amazing quote. I'll read it right here. He said, I told my son, defend those that can't defend themselves. The dead can't defend themselves against these greedy, corrupt politicians. And so he's he's fighting for the lives of these people who were run over, these children who are run over at the intersections by these schools because of these lights, because of the that they've been shortened. I mean, this is this this is the good fight. This is we all need to be in support of Ruth. We all need to do this in our own towns, in our uh, own cities where all these red light cameras are are uh, 
are doing the exact same thing. I totally agree. And uh, that sounds like really a good place to wrap this up. A little bit shorter podcast this week. You know, we only had a limited amount of time with Mr. Ruth, but um, we're planning on doing an update for his story and making a video to get the information out there even more. Do yourself a favor and befriend this guy on Facebook. I don't know what other social media platforms he's on, but he does a good job about keeping his um, Facebook post status updates updated uh, with the latest information. With that said, please don't forget to rate, review our podcast on your podcast player of choice. Please follow us on a wide array of different social media platforms. You know, we're on Twitter, we're on Float.app, Minds, MeWe, Gab, um, Telegram. We're all over the place. So uh, please take some time to like the Free Thought Project and please, please follow us and keep up with the counterintuitive information that we're continuing to put out there uh, to help wake up people and make this place a more free society. 